sensual schemes, romantic ruses, chaotic cuties, and a war worth fighting. We had Casey watch Kaguya-sama Love is War, and we're here to answer the question, was it a kawaii disappointment? All right, everyone, welcome back to Kawaii Disappointment, your weekly journey through the worlds of anime. With you, as always, is me, your host, producer, weave of all trades, and your depressed gamer friend and treasurer, PJ. And it's me, your borderline yandere, Vice President, Skylar. And with us, as always, is our brand new student council member, unsure us why there's so much tension in the room, Casey. And I'm the sweet baby angel who created the Leo Tolstoy-Ashley Simpson hybrid, War and Pieces of Me, Casey. this guy this guy am i right everyone (laughs) on a monday i am reading on a tuesday i am reading this book is such a long long book (laughs) (laughs) we went different directions but we we ended up the same place exactly fun fact I read that book in seventh grade and it was awful i i knew scholars gonna make this into a backdoor brag like I can read. Um, I've actually read a book before. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we get it, Skylar. You can read. Not all of us can. One Big deal. Book. <laughs> uh, well, if all of that wasn't hidden enough, along with the title of the episode, this week we are watching Kaguya-sama: Love Is War. Sounds Ugh. like my love life. <laughs> <laughs> which is honestly a anime that i haven't seen much of but i have seen teensy teensy bits here and there and every everything i've seen i've really enjoyed but i know skylar has seen quite a bit of it yes oh my god i i love this anime and i'm very curious and excited to see what casey's opinion is he's quite a wild card sometimes and this is one of the biggest uh, non-shonen anime of 2019 and 2020, so we'll see what Casey thinks about it. But before we get into those thoughts, let's get into your predictions, Casey. Based on the name alone, what do you think this anime is going to be about? I thought this name makes me think of the Tom Hardy, Reese Witherspoon, Chris Pine romantic spy movie, This Means War. Do you guys remember that movie? For some reason, I thought you were going to say Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy. I mean, I, that, I could have gone that I was like, Tom too. Hardy was in that. Sweet Home <laughs> Alabama. <laughs> that's a much better movie even though she hooks up with her cousin yeah it's a very forgettable piece of work for all three of the main actors that are in it and you know 100%. what let me just let me just say something i think the writers of this movie are cowards for not making the ending of the three the movie by the spoiler like they should have made the ending of the movie have all three of them get together like you know honestly what? that felt like the energy they were setting up and they were just too much of cowards to do it yeah big time cowards i <laughs> i hope big time rush big time cowards so <laughs> do the big time rush the song again real quick no you know uh, 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 <laughs> i you know what let me just say this when you go big time <laughs> i love it god that is a good song anyway it's not about that but i hope in the next decade though from like the This Means War movie. I hope we get to see more polygamous couples like in the media. Like monogamy is great, but like I want to see more polygamy. Like Derek Barry should not have to carry the weight on her own. You know what I'm saying? I agree. True. So what do you think of the anime? <laughs> Me, like that's a prediction. What do you think the anime is going to be about? <laughs> like I said, um, the anime, like I said, I think it's going to be. I like mean, I, I said, know. like you said it. <laughs> it's just going to be This Means War, the live, the anime. <laughs> with Reese All right. Reese Witherspoon is going to look so cute. As someone who is not seeing that movie, give me your prediction, please. Okay, so it's a spy thriller <laughs> set, set in downtown Long Beach. By the way, they filmed in downtown Long Beach, where Reese Witherspoon-san is going to have to pick between Tom Hardy-san and Chris Pine-san. Too many sons. <laughs> I, have, I think I have a better prediction after I saw the poster. No more songs. Christmas is over. No more songs. Sans songs. <laughs> so then once you saw the poster, I imagine you might have gotten a very different idea of what it might be about. So who knows? Honestly, with anime, you never really have an exact idea of where these things are going. Except I do. Uh, but what did you think <laughs> once the poster was revealed to you? Um, once I saw the poster, um, I was like, oh, I kind of like, if you look at the poster, I kind of suspected just... Based on it, it looks like it's like a Romeo like and Juliet situation, I kind of was thinking. Because like you see all the like I don't know, like the girls on the left and like the main girl in the middle, like on the left, she looks kind of scared. But then the guy on the right, like they're side eyeing each other, like it's something like maybe like not supposed to happen. Forbidden love. Forbidden love. Um, like that's the type of show it's gonna be. By the way, on that note, like Romeo and Juliet is honestly just 
the same as the Hatfield and McCoys, except for Hatfield and McCoys are just in the South. You said that as if, like, the Hatfields and McCoys came out before Romeo and Juliet? I mean, we'll never know. <laughs> I mean, we have pretty <laughs> definitive timelines. Well, who's to know? The Hat- you, know <laughs> you know, ye olde Hatfield and McCoys. You know what? William Shakespeare is from Alabama, so there's that. <laughs> Hatfield and McCoys came out before Romeo and Juliet. Changed my opinion. Do you guys remember that 2020 oh trend? You don't have any... This is not a matter of opinion, Casey. <laughs> also, that meme didn't even start in 2020. Our Lord and Savior said that the Hatfield and McCoys came out before Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> you know what? I'm not going to allow this to continue I don't anymore. need you, you to bring Christ into this podcast. I learned a lot about Christ from Lizzie McGuire. All right, Casey, tell me what you think of this black-haired girl with glasses. Okay, so she is giving me full-on evil scientist vibes, like traditional animated car- animated cartoon evil scientist vibes, like the fog of glass. She also she looks like evil scientist meets Peppermint Patty. Do you mean Peppermint Patty's like- Marcy? Oh, Marcy. Sorry, yeah. No, Peppermint Patty's doing other things, like lesbian things. Um, <laughs> that's coming up soon. <laughs> but anyways, the girl on the far left, full-on evil scientist Marcy vibes. This is exactly why I send Mariah, our number one fan of this podcast, um, clothes every Christmas so that as a scientist, you know, there's a chance she's going to become an evil scientist. And I don't want her to look tacky like Marcy over here. I feel like you just said Mariah t-shirts. Well, this girl's not wearing a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's right. wearing a school uniform like well, everyone get else. Past the tacky uh, evil scientist. What about this brunette girl? Okay, like I said, Peppermint Patty vibes were coming up. Like, this is the secret lesbian character of the show. I have to say, I suspect secret lesbians are the new anime trope. <laughs> like, there's always an an- like a secret lesbian hidden in the anime. You just have to find it. Now, whether they're super forthcoming about it... I mean, I, don't, I wouldn't say secret lesbians are a new trope in anime. I would say, depending on how you've been watching anime, secret lesbians have been the trope for a long time. Yeah. I mean, look at, look at Sailor Moon. This is true. This is true. I actually just subscribed to this other anime podcast called They're Not Cousins. Yes. Interesting. For Michiru which is just and... A podcast where they're just going through and watching Sailor Moon currently. Yes. I love it. Uh, also, just straight up shout out to Sailor Moon. <laughs> Honestly, America making them cousins is so much worse because it's very incest. Yeah. <laughs> you know what America says? Incest is the best. Lesbians Alabama. are thespians and we hate. <laughs> The arts. This goes back to Alabama, Skylar. (laughs) Always. So Brunette Girl is a secret lesbian with who do you think she's a secret lesbian with? I'm glad. I'm going to move on to the next character. The pink haired girl. But here's the thing. The pink haired girl, I'm not sold on her being a lesbian. I suspect it's an unrequited love. Um, I think the pink haired girl, like she could be. Like I will have to watch and see, but I think she's got. I, I don't. I'm not sold that she's invested like the brown-haired girl is. Brown-haired girl's down to clown. By the way, the pink-haired girl. I suspect that she has like a really dangerously gross, high-pitched, cutesy baby voice. Like she probably swallowed a <laughs> like a helium balloon as a child and like has that voice forever. But it's like it's a he, like high-pitched helium style, like but like a baby voice. That's what I feel like just like looking at her. I have a baby voice. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Uh, I'm I, a little yeah. baby. Yeah, I'm a little baby in my little school uniform. Because, like, it's gross. Also, it has to be gross. You know? Gross, 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 gross. Yeah. Let's move on to the next character. <laughs> okay. I've been waiting for this. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you guys. So the um, black-haired girl with the red bow. Is this not Ebony Dementia? <laughs> dark the whatever second you said you were excited to talk about this i was like this loser's gonna be like isn't this ebony darkness dimension raven way but <laughs> only you. true fans would know that she has long black hair raven colored like her name with blue highlights in it wow, well here's the, here's wow. well here's fake, the thing you guys i fake. didn't finish my prediction also, where's the hot pink where's the red in her costume where's the well, boobs? It's the red bow. where's the cleavage the red bows there and you guys didn't let me finish my prediction i said this looks like ebony dementia whatever her rest of her name is but my immortal got sent to catholic school because her parents found her fan fiction and said no ma'am they said you'll be a prep whether you want to be or not <laughs> that's right they said you're F-U a prep. prep they said f you prep and they said uh, they said you're going to Catholic school, and now she's currently being beaten by nuns as we speak, and that's why oh, she looks no. like that. She really likes it. 
Oh, <laughs> probably. <laughs> oh my God. They, she tried to slit her wrist, but, they, but they didn't let her. <laughs> no, she wouldn't be able to go into the Catholic Church. Remember, she can't even write the word cross without burning because she's a vampire. Oh my God! Who's to know? That story was so convoluted. But like, <laughs> she she's now writing her new Catholic fan fiction, Nun Cuck, like Nunchuck, but Nun Cuck. I hated that joke. <laughs> I lived it. I can't remember like all the important things and like my half my childhood, but I could remember every detail of this book. <laughs> that is a great book. What about this blonde boy next to her? Okay, at first glance, because I was going more with like this Catholic vibe. I don't know, like their uniforms. Like at first glance, I was like, oh, he's maybe like one of those like middle management person for Catholic it's like church, a like a youth pastor, like a youth pastor. Yeah, but like for the Catholic church and like. When the priest isn't around, like, they let him take some confessions, you know? But then I was looking at it again, and I was like, wait, no. You went too far, Casey. Go back. This is still the my immortal. <laughs> well, I was going to say, like... Malfoy. This jacket is very, like, my MCR, like, Welcome to the Brack Block Parade albums vibes, like... That era. Welcome to the Brack Parade, and Damn it's it, like PJ. Brack. From <laughs> I love you, when baby. I was a young boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I was god. literally about to make the same joke. Gotta keep up, baby. It's very Draco in My Immortal, full on. And I'm gonna go on to the next character because, like I said, we're feeling such emo like vibes now. I just start like that's just Ger- Gerard Way from My Chemical Romance, like, <laughs> like straight up, like yes, like Ebony Dark Dementia. I can't remember her name for full name. It's Ebony Dark Dementia Raven Way. Thank you. Her like her cutting moshing ways have penetrated this podcast, and so this is her way in. And I'm curious if uh, if you wrote something down for this blonde girl in the background. I did not, but it looks from here. I have bad eyes, but she's doing Skylar finger guns. Uh, <laughs> full on is she not which makes me think it's like Skylar wrote herself into the emo musical anime she is straight up doing finger guns look at that yeah and yeah so that Skylar wrote herself into this anime that's all my prediction oh, is God. it's Skylar but she's like I'll try blonde hair with a side pony and do but I gotta get my classic finger guns bam 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 this is probably the most off the rails but best prediction sessions <laughs> ever I could agree uh, alright well with all of that said quite a lot to keep in mind quite a lot to digest you should never eat and then go immediately into a pool. You should never eat and immediately go into an anime. So we're going to give you some time to digest that while we go and watch episode one and two of this anime. But we hope you watch it with us so that you have some context for what we're talking about. And we'll be right back. So stay tuned. The culinary arts have been mastered for generations to provide you your own personal chefs, crafting you the finest meals money can buy. Lobster rolls steak tartare, and more at your fingertips. But where is the heart in these meals? Where is the homegrown love? Well, look no further than hungry man of the people bento meals. Try such commoner foods as octopus weenies, cold rice, and commoner versions of food you have tried, such as miso soup and coffee. The less fortunate have to eat these meals, you get to eat them. Use your privilege to experience the most mundane version of what it means to be in poverty. Feel the warm sensation of imperfection when you buy Hungry Man of the People bento meals today. All right, we're back and we had Casey watch episodes one and two of Kaguya Sama Love's work. Casey, what did you think? Is this emo cruel intentions? <laughs> That's my response. <laughs> this is basically <laughs> anime emo cruel intentions. I don't That's understand wonderful. the emo part, but I get it. I think it's like very dramatic and like about the romance. And that's why I think I'm getting emo vibes. And also a little bit of like, well, I guess we haven't seen it yet. But in the poster, the outfits looked a little emo. I think it's just their school uniforms. That's literally all it is. Yeah. Emo rich high school. school. <laughs> emo MCR high school. Uh. Jesus. <laughs> All right, well, I don't disagree with you. I like the Cruel Intentions aspect the most, obviously. 100%. Right. It's very that, uh, like, rich yeah, people. Yeah, for sure. You know? Rich um, so people, let's high stakes. some housekeeping before we start talking more about it. So, Kaguya-san Love is War started as a manga. 
uh, written by Aka Akasaka and published by Shueisha in Miracle Jump from May 2015 to January 2016 before moving to Weekly Young Jump from March 2016 and still ongoing to this day. The anime was directed by Shinichi Omata and released by A1 Pictures. It ran from January 2019 ongoing with the third hotly anticipated season on the way. And it featured Sarah Michelle Gellerchan and Ryan Felipe-chan. You went from... Ch- yeah, we'll, we'll have to teach you the sons and chans and what this I do need a lesson. You some more properly. But without further ado, Scott, I want you to kick us off so we can talk a little bit more about this show. We start with a love confession. And then it seems all good, except for the narrator then describes that there's a power dynamic when someone confesses and it gives the other one an advantage. Yeah, it's very much like there's someone that's loved and someone that does the loving. There's the reacher, there's the settler, there's a dynamic, and whoever gives in first is the loser. Yes. So then it goes into the intro, and here we are. The narrator then gives an explanation the prestigious academy that everyone attends. It's a school of high class and pedigree, allowing only the best of the best to attend. The topic then changes to introduce the two most important student council members. Vice President Kaguya and President Miyuki. As the two student council members head to the student council room, they're admired by the students Karen and Erica. Wow, very English names. Inside the council room, the president and the vice president discuss the matters about a rumor that is circling around the two of them. It's like the whole the whole show, right? Like this is such a phenomenal taste of what you're going to get throughout the rest of it. But it is just them being like, oh, yeah, they think we're dating. And each of them being like, as if I would fall in love with anyone. But if they were to confess for me, I guess I'd do it. I'd accept it. It's fine. You've literally just told the first two episodes, PJ, with that description. <laughs> and pro- I'm, what I'm guessing is the whole show after this. Yeah. Oh. I mean, I, it's so funny because like, it's so dramatic. And then it's like, and then nothing happened for six months. <laughs> Kaguya and Miyuki, um, they are the it couple, like kind of like to everybody. It seems like like they're the one hundred percent. Yeah, they're, they're the uh, Brangelina. They're the Bradgy PG. They're the, like they're or, you know um, the J Lo and Ben Affleck. Benifer. Well, and we you go. know, because we explained to you when we watched Kachua Maidsama that the the school presidents in Japan do have actually a lot a lot of power and sway. So like. These are the two most important classmates, and like they're the smartest out of the whole and, school. Like, uh, and they're always together, and they're like the most attractive. Like, there's like so many things going for them being the it couple, right? We do learn here, like that Kaguya comes from like one of the richest families in all of Japan. Subsequently, then all of the world, and Miyuki is like straight up commoner, who is like the only poor person in the super rich school because he's just that smart. They were able to accept him. Hell yeah. So, like you said, half a year passes, and neither of them can see to the other's affection. And then, through this period, it goes from, ha, 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 or I'll accept their affection, to, I'm going to make them love me, and I'm going to make them confess, because I know they love me. You're going to love me. (laughs) Jennifer Hudson. Jennifer Hudson was in this anime. Seven Degrees of Cats, because she was also in Cats. (laughs) So whilst they're trying to make progress while making none, the secretary, Chica, offers them two tickets to a romance movie that she won. Because of a rare opening, Miyuki has the weekend off and he's going to accept the offer and ask Kaguya to join him. This changes to the moment Chica states a superstition of when two people go to see the romance movie, they become a couple. That movie, Grease 2. <laughs> I wish. I love this whole back and forth. I mean, I don't know. Casey, what do you think about it? You know, it's funny. When I, like, up until literally this point, I hated this anime so far. Like, like I was like, are the rich and smart people having so much trouble? Aw, it's so hard to be them. I will say, like, obviously, I've only met these people for like five minutes or whatever, you know? But, like, I did, like, this type of, like, like I don't know, the re-engagement in this really interesting way, showing, like, the conflict. It was almost like, I want to say, like, Kill Billish, you know? Or, like, you know, like, the the screen changes. It'll, like, uh, focus it on their face. They'll, like, talk, like, have a voice over what they're thinking about. And, like, I don't know, it did engage me a lot, like, make me feel more engaged. I was like, okay, this is actually pretty interesting. 
Well, yeah, because it, it takes, like, the romantic comedy tropes and the tropes of something like a Cruel Intentions and stuff yeah. like that. It makes it almost over-the-top, like, anime, spy thriller type of setting, you know? You know, all of their moves play a lot like a fight scene in, like, a big shoujo anime or, like, tete-a-tete in something like Death Note. You know what's funny? I did write down after this. I was like, wow, I was right. This is basically This Means War with Reese Witherspoon. Skyler literally <laughs> said that. She was like, wow, he's literally going to be like, I was right. <laughs> it was. You know I was what's like, funny? Also, he's going to see the guns and be like, I called it. I was like, wow. And not even that, but I've also referenced another Reese Witherspoon movie, which is Cruel Intentions. This is the Reese Witherspoon of animes. It really is. I can't wait till they get legally blonde in this part of the anime, too. (laughs) I mean, honestly, Chica might be our legally blonde representation. (laughs) Oh, God, seriously. But yeah, the, this fight is so funny, and it kind of just goes on until, I think, Kagi. Oh, wait, no, uh, they both lose. Yeah, because Chika adds chaos theory. Chika, who is chaos incarnate in this anime, like, it's like, oh, well, I have tickets to another movie, and they, like, their brains, like, fry. <laughs> they try to run for the steamed bun and she takes it first like she is the only reason that everything is like no one is winning this war what i really like about this is that you find out that the only reason why chica has tickets to this is because of um kaguya set up the whole thing she wrote the letter she bought the ticket she put it in chica's mailbox it's so much scheming and planning and i love it (laughs) But at the end of the day, they're both so overwhelmed by the chaos that Chica brings in that they both lose. And that is the end of their first bout. I like, I do like the setup, like just the way it's happening in the moment. But I don't like the end, like the end of, because it happens in episode two, obviously, where they'll have like, well, this is how it ends. This is what, like, this is what the standing is. I don't know. That part like kind of takes me out a little bit. But I do like war scenes where it's more like in the moment. Does that make sense? Because I'm I'm getting more invested in their relationship. I don't want I don't I don't like the whole like competition thing because love is not a competition. Even though this anime is called Love Is War, I don't agree. I don't think it should so, be like that. But the thing is, they're high school students. They have no experience in love, and they're going into it thinking that love is you know there is an imbalance. There is you know to them there is, is the a whole, clear winner and loser. Yeah, that's the whole premise of the anime. And then you see, like, later on, like, obviously, that's just a lesson learned later. But, like, the whole point of it is, like, we're keeping a tally because they are competing. Right. And, and you know, they're also, like, there are definitely people who see it this way, too, like, in the real world. But it'd be like if we f- were watching, like, Yuri on Ice and at the end when they're scoring them, you're like, it shouldn't be about the scores. It should be about the ice skating and the love. It'd be like, well, no, I mean, it is a competition. I mean, I, I see I see what you mean. In this, you're right, though. In this anime, it is like, it is a competition. But I, really. I get what you're saying. Like, I think you're, you're saying, like, as a whole, like, you're, you're jumping ahead to, like, the eventual moral of the anime, I'm assuming, because I haven't seen it either, which is, like, love isn't war. Yeah. You hope. Just kidding. <laughs> Again, yeah, these are just two things that they haven't been exposed to, and there's always lessons learned. Which we learned a lot more in episode two about that, but I won't jump ahead. So the next battle is when she receives a love letter in her shoebox. Oh my god, I love and hate this one. He pulls out the snitchiest snitch method of literally being like, well, I'm going to tell the teacher. (laughs) That's the only move he's got. She's reading this letter and Chica's like, oh my God, are you going to meet with him? And she's like, of course. He was brave enough to put his feelings into this letter. I have to meet with him. He might be my greatest true love of all times. And it's all just to get um, a rise out of uh, Miyuki. Yeah. And, you know, the whole time... You were laughing very hard at this point, but uh, the whole time he's thinking about this, he's pictured the man who wrote the letter as a simple weed. Yeah, he's like, no man can compare to me. Compared to me, all men are just simple weeds. And it's just like this cute anthropomorphic weed with like a school uniform on. Being like, hi, hi. (laughs) That was so cute. (laughs) And I like when they're actually on the date, like in in his like imagination. And he's just like there the entire time just smiling. (laughs) 
<laughs> and oh my so, God. yeah, he's like, oh, I think that's irresponsible because, like, you, you have a responsibility to your duties. You can't, you know, go out and do that. I'll tell the teacher. And then she's just like, it doesn't matter. It's worth it if it's true love. And then he does, like, this 180 where he's just like. Oh, it's so like, smooth. Like, I, you know, what if I said I don't want you to because of, like, my feelings? And she's like, then maybe I'll consider it. And then he's like, ha ha. You're not Pretty actually much. in love then. <laughs> like Which he's right. Yeah. He's like, wow, guess it's not your love if you're willing to give up on it so fast. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. That was pretty slick. I will say that. But I mean, I mean she, you're never gonna find your like true love on a blind date like that. She should have just stuck with him. Just I like the like layers she has too, where she has the like on the surface she's saying yes, but in her like first layer, she's like, ugh. Of course you would think this is true to Chica. And then she has like a third layer of thoughts that's higher than that than like a fourth. And if it, like it's so many layers of like scheming. It's so dumb. Yes, I love <laughs> it. just shows, again, the mental chess of like they're so like ahead. Like, oh, I love it. She ultimately decides that she's going to go meet with him. And then she gets pulled back and she thinks it's Miyuki, but it's actually Chica just sobbing because she loves her. Yeah, she's like, she's like, well, if all it takes for you to not leave is for someone to tell you they love you, then I love you. Okay, um, maybe that's Skylar and me. <laughs> Skylar is Chica and I am Kaguya. <laughs> and i love it because i mean it's so it's so dumb because she's just like i love you you're amazing don't leave i don't want you to get expelled yes oh my god this is so funny that's that i think that's probably one of my favorite scenes from like these first two episodes is just like like and just like the uh disposition between each of them like with chica being like super like over the top about kaguya and kaguya being like ugh <laughs> and <laughs> just- remind me who does the does the anime consider that a loss for Kaguya? Kaguya? Yes, uh, because it's like a whole bunch of wasted effort and stuff. And yeah, she she went through all this work for nothing, right? And again, you just throw in Chica, who's that chaos theory. So the next part is when Miyuki pulls out his lunch. Oh my gosh, <laughs> this is my favorite. <laughs> I I was like when he brings out the lunch, and then Kaguya is like like staring at like the lunches and like her her love of lunch was like the most romantic thing in these first two episodes <laughs> like <laughs> it, <laughs> it was it was amazing oh my god this part going forward also is like just another really fun part between like him and Kaguya and Chika like and <laughs> the lunches that she pulls out and yeah we'll get to it but it's just it's so fun i love it and the and the food looks amazing it looks like like a less sexy food wars is about like, happening <laughs> Uh, exactly what's yeah. happening. Also, can I say it reminds me so much of the American Dad episode we just watched with the weekend. Oh my god! <laughs> yes. uh, where like they serve him the lasagna, and he's like, "Wow, the the, the food my chefs make me is always so perfect. How do you make it so that it's cold and hot at the same time?" And that's literally like the exact vibe I got <laughs> from her when she's like, "My chefs always make me the most amazing food, but those octopus hot dogs." <laughs> octopus hot dogs i feel like octopus hot dogs are like the dino nuggets of the anime world they super i mean they are because like they i've seen them come up in a few animes actually you know what pj we had little smokies last night that's a wasted opportunity wow dang it i really messed up guys (laughs) time to go back to the store so basically kaguya is she's infatuated with his lunch and she wants to try it so bad, but her pride won't allow it because she feels like if she asks him ooh, for a piece of his lunch, that's like, you know, being like, hey, can I can you feed me? Can I have some? But then uh. Chica compliments his lunch and asks if she could try some and he allows it. And then this is the part where it's kind of like food wars, where it's like all the visuals and the food mm-hmm. in the background. But, but it's, it's very minimal. Yeah, it's really adorable and not like uncomfortably sexy. So Chica pre- uh, praises the delicious taste 
And then um, this is when we get all these scornful looks from Kaguya. Oh yeah, Kaguya starts like to hate Chika. She's like, <laughs> "You betrayed I me." We were friends. <laughs> yeah, yes, you. and so as she funny. eats more and more, she gets like meaner and meaner. She's like, "You're like human cattle. You're nothing. All that food, all that protein is going straight to your chest and not to your brain. You freaking big boobed idiot." <laughs> <laughs> no, I love. We are part. no longer She's friends. Like, <laughs> I think my favorite because you know she's like you life or you like disgusting parasite blah 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 but when she's like if your life was in danger tomorrow I wouldn't lift a <laughs> finger to help you <laughs> yeah. it's so dramatic and I love it so much and it's so funny you know what we don't we keep we keep not talking about Miyuki's perspective in these flashbacks yes I was about to but mention Miyuki's it. perspective is always the same which is his biggest fear is her like looking down at him and being like isn't that cute? <laughs> huh. Look at the look at the poor boy. Look at the poor boy being cute. And it's so funny because this entire time she's thinking like, I want that food so bad. And he thinks that she she's looking at him like, wow, your poor meal for poor people. Gross. <laughs> oh, my gosh. By the way, this whole encounter did remind me of this one time. I used to work at this pizza place, um, <laughs> which will remain anonymous. I was talking to this other, other like pizza delivery driver and like we were reminiscing about lunches we had as a kid and I would be so jealous because I would be like, oh God, I like just wanted my parents to buy me like pizza Lunchables because he would say he would had Lunchables like every Disgusting. day for like, for like while he was a kid. And I'm like, oh man, I just wanted like all those Lunchables. That's really the only thing I wanted. I was like, Ugh, my parents like made me lunch over. He's like, wait, your parents took the time to make you a lunch like with us like <laughs> and stuff like that. And I was like, yeah, it's annoying. I just want the Lunchables. I feel like Kaguya. so funny <laughs> um also can i just say uh lunch pizza lunchables official food of the quietest appointment oh uh, yes it's not. that's a lie uh two out of three hosts support pizza lunchables it's all which about makes the majority rule choosy kawaii disappointment hosts choose pizza lunchables <laughs> but when it's uh, all if... about the younger shark coochie board Cracker stack. No one can hear you, Skylar, <laughs> over your lies. Shut up. <laughs> if 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 Skylar and PJ get divorced and me and PJ get married, we're having a giant a pizza, pizza lunchable at our wedding. wedding. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. There was no even planning on the same. We just both knew where we were going there. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be a giant pizza lunchable, and it's that would be, be the Skylar, you only are reason why I wouldn't go to your guys's wedding. <laughs> literally everything else fine but that pizza lunchable and get the heck out of here disgusting <laughs> but yeah this fight goes on until the next day even when she brings the best food she could bring so that she can like hopefully get him to trade lunches but he's just like oh okay that looks good i'm gonna go back to eating lunch I and mean, we find out that he made a second lunch for chica and that's when she goes full hate mode on her and she's like going through these memories of chica asking you know to sleep over and be best friend she's like it's all been lies the whole yeah, time she's dead so to me dramatic. and like she like ends up like hurting herself and he freaks out so much thinking that she's mad and he just finishes his lunch and doesn't give her any and she like collapses on the floor but then Chica, like, gives her one of the little sausages and, like, a warmness fills her heart again. And she's like, I'm sorry. You are human. <laughs> Chica's like, what? <laughs> what did you think I was? <laughs> oh, oh, my and God. And then the result of the battle was won by Kaguya as Miyuki surrendered by fleeing. Yeah, it's true. So now they're one for one. Yeah, we get, uh, like, her being undressed by her, like, handmaiden. <laughs> Yeah. And she's trying to be like, wow, he still hasn't confessed my his love for me. And the handmaiden's like, theoretically, would you confess your love if you were going to lose someone? And she like, can't answer. You know, some of us relate. <laughs> the The handmaiden yeah. is the girl doing the finger guns in the poster. Oh, she is? I didn't recognize that. <laughs> yes. The handmaiden was Skylar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Skylar asking the tough questions. That's episode one, though. Casey, what did you think of that one? Like I said, at the beginning, I was like, oh, I'm not going to like these people or care or I don't know. But then, like, it got really interesting. And I did appreciate kind of what you talked about, how, like, the way they twist those typical romantic comedy tropes. And, like, I was like, okay, I'm in. I'm ready to go for more. 
Yeah, it gives you things that can be tired, or it gives a a, a new sh- a new coat of paint and a new perspective to a thing we've all seen already. Yes. Right. Exactly. Um. So move. Let's move on. To episode two, Sky. All right. So. We were confused because, like, the whole intro is exactly the same. It's like the first, like, four minutes are the exact same as episode one. The only difference is instead of walking through the hallway, they're walking through an auditorium. But, you know, there's, like, I think a lot of, like, first season of any show, like, they do a lot of, like, repeats because they're trying to get people, like, this is why you care, you know? And we see this a lot in this podcast, so I don't know why we weren't expecting it, because there's so many times in this podcast where we're like, yeah, and the same thing happens in episode two, and then whichever one of us, me or Skylar, has seen the rest of the anime is always like, it never happens again after this. Yeah. <laughs> like when we were watching uh, Food Wars and both episodes, they did the disgusting. Casey was like, is that a thing every episode? And I was like, no, not at all. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know what? Honestly, the more I thought about it, it's probably because episode one is like a pilot. And if you've ever seen like the pilot of any TV show, it's always like so different tonally. And then episode two is kind of like a soft recap because they're like, hey, in case you didn't watch the pilot. Right. Uh, Right, For a long time in high school, my rule was to skip episode one, whether it was anime or just sitcoms in general. I feel like this is a common experience because I've heard a lot of other people say this, but I was a little dumb, dumb, dummy. And I used to just think that a lot of shows had an episode one that was about a pilot. Oh my (laughs) God. Were you five? I was always like, well, yeah, when I was a lot younger, you know, last week, (laughs) like when we first got, it was most, it was like when we first got cable, I think when I was like seven or eight. And I remember because that was the first time I had like a TV guide, like menu on the TV. And I would be like, you know, I'd be like on a channel and be like episode one pilot. And I'd be like, oh, it's about a pilot. And then it wasn't until I was like, this is like the seventh show that has an episode called pilot. What's that all about? Oh, my God. That I was like, oh, that's what they call them. You're like, man, they're so unoriginal. They keep doing pilot shows. <laughs> Who cares? And then I saw Wings and I was like, oh, I get it. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So after the repeat introduction, we find out that Cheapskate Miyuki finally broke down and purchased a smartphone. He recognizes that like it's just the way of life. You got to get it. So he exchanges IDs with Chica and he's like, come on, Kaguya, follow suit. Ask me for my information. I like that it's uh, line IDs. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, look at that music line. I guess it's probably, I mean, obviously it's a lot bigger in Japan than it is here. The only reason I have line on my phone is for Tsum Tsum. Yeah, I was going to say Disney Tsum Tsums. Love it. But you know, like, that is always how it's like, though. Like, if you are if you like somebody, you have to ask for their number. Like, it, even when it totally makes sense for you to ask for their number, because, like, they work together, both student council people. Yeah, they could like, easily be like, <laughs> oh, so that we can keep up about student council stuff. Right. But because they're like there's feelings involved they're um, like it, it changes your like like the anxiety you have because normally it would be nor- like you just ask them. But now you're like, oh, my gosh, I need to plan this. I need to like work my way around this. I need to plan how this is going to go. And like, you know what I'm realizing as I was watching a lot of the like random dramatic fights, I kept having the same thought, which was like, oh, I feel, I feel like Casey can relate to this. Mm-hmm. And I realized it's because all of their fights exist based on the fact that they're catastrophizing the situation. <laughs> yep. Oh my god, anxiety. <laughs> Side effect of ADHD. Yes, absolutely. Cata- <laughs> I I catastrophize big time. But I, I I love it because it's this is like such a quick fight because it's literally like him being like, oh, my profile picture is me as a little kid, and I'm gonna change it in three minutes. So she's like. Oh, crap. I need to see it. I need to see it so bad. But all she does, and it's so smart. She literally just makes herself cry. Doesn't give any real answers. It's like, I can't believe you're being mean like this. And he freaks out so hard that he just shows it to her. It's literally my tactic anytime we're fighting. Maiden tears. No, not the maiden <laughs> tears. That You're being so mean. Yeah, Skylar pulls that card out all the time on PJ. But you know what? It never works for me because I'm always like, how? How am I being mean? I'm just like, you're just being mean. But I do like that she literally has a bottle titled Maiden Tears for her to like. <laughs> and I like, it's like, I also, can I say, I love that it's a old negotiating method passed down from father to daughter. Yeah. Just like Skylar's. That's true. Your dad, I feel like, 
could emotionally manipulate the hell out of somebody in a negotiation. <laughs> He's got the power. He's got the power. <laughs> oh, but again, Chica, chaos theory, because it looks like it's about to be like an automatic Kaguya win. But then Chica's like, it is messed up because her phone can't handle it. And you realize this like a billionaire girl has a flip phone that she's had since kindergarten. When I started dating Skylar, she had like this old old phone like one of the ones with like a qwerty keypad on it and it was like in 2011 yeah like it was well past the expiration date for those types of phones <laughs> you know though it, they were cool at one point they were 100 once like you, oh my god when those came out it was like you don't have to t9 text you oh can just gosh. text text right that was a game changer i had you one don't need to press the same but letter like, for the same number four times to get to a letter i was so good at t9 text me too once i got it i i was like i don't understand how people can do this but by like the end of my first year having it i could like text up a storm on that thing so Chica introduces the chaos and then she's embarrassed about having the old phone and he's embarrassed that he did kind of maybe make her feel bad, but he didn't. And then they just exchange numbers and they both lose just like the last first fight. Right. The cold weather has Chica wishing it was summer and it prompts the reminder. Miyuki says that it's spring is around the corner. None of that made sense. Yeah, it was a weird it was a weird encounter. Like, like they were in general just having a weird thing. But then Chica's just like, we should have like. A student council outing. Yes. Very cute. Vacation. And then this is like the new fight. Vacation oh, all I ever wanted. wanted. Vacation. <laughs> Where are they going to have the student council meeting? That's the next big drama. Yes. He proposes the mountains because he feels like if they're like on the mountains looking up at the night sky, Barbecue. he could have some weird nerd science reason for her to fall in love with him. And then she proposes the ocean because if they go to the beach... You know, they'll have, like, he'll see her in her, like, swimsuit and be, like, lusted for her yeah. and fall in love with her. And then have uh, cake by the ocean also. Yes. Cake Joe by Jonas. the ocean. Um, so <laughs> this whole thing with her, it's so, like, thoughtful, too. Like, she, you know, it's beautiful. The animation's beautiful. She's under the ocean. She's like, if we go to the beach, we'll return to our primitive instincts. He will not be able to resist me. And then, um, so yeah, they're arguing. So they also, in a way, like get each other to switch positions. They're switching their positions for you. This um, is an Ariana so Grande podcast again. It's always been an Ariana Grande podcast. Kakia realizes true. that Chica has massive breasts and will surely outshine her in that department. And just, and like, she's, she's not flat. But she, you know, she has like in petite boobs. Yeah. And she, she's very confident in her body. But when she looks at Chica, she like feels flat. Right. Yeah. Oh, and then like, don't forget like Miyuki also, he's insecure about like going to the beach as well because he's worried that he can't swim. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. He can't swim. And he's too, too proud because obviously like he knows like maybe she would teach him or something. But all he has is that same vision of her being like, oh, you can't swim. How cute. And then um, the way she gets him to change his mind is by bringing up how many bugs there are. And he hates bugs. So, I mean, same. Who doesn't? I mean, yeah. I killed him with my bare hand yesterday. Oh, no. That's true. Why did you bring it up? And I love it because they basically are like, actually, you know what? We'll have Chica decide. And Chica's, you know, the super bright, bubbly pop, you know, bubble pop, bubble pop girl. Ayuna. And she's like, actually, let's go to this mountain. They're like, this mountain? And it's like, yeah, it's like this abandoned death mountain with pinwheels that represent like rebirth. And we (laughs) can go there and speak to spirits through a medium. And we can speak to like, you know, experience like the joys of death. And it's like, oh, she's like goth as hell. And I love her. (laughs) Emo. I told you this is the MCR emo spooky, ooky, ooky anime. So this is marked as a loss for everyone because Chica is too scary. I love it. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. The best part of this whole, like, encounter, figuring out where they were going to go, is when um, Kaguya is (laughs) trying to, like, is refuting uh, Miyuki on, like, where they're going to go. Like, one of the things he's, like, saying, he's like, oh, my gosh, what if there's something in the ocean or whatever? She's like, I'll hire a hunter from Florida. (laughs) (laughs) So specific. 
Yeah. So specific. But of course, where else are you going to get a shark hunter but Florida? It's the Florida Honestly. man from the news. Oh, other than maybe Australia. But like, yeah, every time he's like, oh, we can't go to the beach because it's too crowded. I don't like crowds. She's like, we'll go to my private beach. She's like, there's sharks. She's like, I'll hire someone. Uh, we have a whole like game plan. And he's like, damn rich girl. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're a rich girl. So moving on to the next segment. It's uh so there's this student named Subasa and he asks Miyuki for love advice because he's like you're the love master I need advice there's this girl yeah well he's like in his head he's like I am a virgin who has never been on a date <laughs> he's oh like my gosh. but if I give him the wrong answer everyone will know my reputation will be tarnished. And what's wrong with being a 17 year old virgin like Jesus uh, like- I mean in in high school everything well like hot girl, advice to the audience i'm gonna speak directly psa to the audience right now hot girl energy is knowing your, you know what you want to do and just doing it when you feel comfortable with it you know don't feel like you have to yeah hot girl energy it's 2021 that's where we're manifesting don't feel pressured into doing anything you don't want to do don't feel pressured to rush into something just because all your friends have done it lose your virginity when you feel it's the right time with the right person or maybe that's not important to you and you just want to go have fun either way is fine but just because all your friends have lost their virginity doesn't mean you have to lose yours oh yeah despite all the people that wanted to sleep with me in high school i waited till i was 19 right me too Crickets. You know, all of us lost it at different ages. Casey, I think the earliest. Yes. Stone Cold uh, but slut. Stone Cold Steve Slutston. <laughs> it's it's just he's trying to give it like dating advice, but he doesn't know how to date, so it's just all bad. It's honestly all kind of very like MGTOW and it's gross. Yes, the advice is so gross. And I'm like, do I wanna like I mean, I don't know. I, I don't understand straight guys. But, like, do straight guys give advice like this to each other? Like, this is how you get the girl to do this. 100%. Casey, all all advice between, like, teenage boys is the worst. They all think they know what they're talking about. Not a single one of them does. It's true. And half of them are lying about their only sexual experience, and they're basing all their lies off of that and porn. This is true. And praise God I'm gay. Let me just say that. I can't. This is. That I wouldn't, I cannot deal with that. Ugh. But I will say, like, yeah, so he gives him like really bad advice consistently. Like, my favorite part is when he's like, let me tell you what the women are really thinking. And honestly, so like, I will say, it's very like pickup artist energy, but it's not because he's a pickup artist douche. It's because that's what he thinks the advice is supposed to be. Right. Based on like what he's heard. And like, I love it when he's like doing the girls' voices. He's like, this is what they said, but this is what they thought. Mm. Basically, he's just like, they asked me if I've ever had a girlfriend been on a date. And I was like, no. And they're like, how funny. Wow, that's so silly. And then like, he's like, I think they were making fun of me. And he was like, no, all of them are in love with you. And it's so funny because Kaguya is like behind the door the entire time listening in. And every time she's like, why is he giving such bad advice? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, God. Um, but eventually it gets to like him being like, well, how do I confess my love to her? And he's like, this is how you do it. And he basically like does a kabadon, which we've explained to you before, Casey. It's like essentially like done through the door. Uh, and like Kaguya is kind of like kabadoned you know indirectly and it's very like sensual and she's very into it but then he's like that's my patented move the cabadown and she's like that's not your move that's a cabadon and it's been a thing forever you dummy (laughs) dumb and he basically is just like you're gonna scare her into loving you she's gonna be honestly it works yes yeah anytime i see it done i'm just like Damn, sexy. Yeah, Kabadons are really sexy. And so then what happens is um, Subasa makes the comment about like, oh, yes, this advice is perfect. I would expect nothing less than the man that conquered Kaguya. And then Kaguya is like, like, both of them just show shock. So Mm -hmm. and Miyuki's like, no, 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 like, we're not together. No relation. And they're like, what? Like, you guys are always together. You're perfect. And he's just like, it's just not a thing. Don't worry about it. And then he he does that stupid straight boy thing. I don't know if gay people do this, too. They might. But I know straight boys do this where they're like, I'm not into them. They're so ugly and gross. And they're just like, she's flat chested and blah, blah, blah. But but he's 
stops because he notices her in the door. Her hair is like, yeah, peeking out from the door. And so he's like, but she's my ideal woman because she's beautiful, elegant, smart, blah, 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 you know, everything. And it really puts her in a good mood. Oh, it's so cute. Mm-hmm. Mm, thank um, God I'm gay. We don't do that. Um, At the end, Subasa like, they're dating. Him and that girl, it was successful. Yeah, Cabadon. And then um, uh, the outcome of the battle, it's a loss for Miyuki because he wasted so much energy throughout the whole thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the end of episode two, right? Yes. Um, so Casey, episode two, what did you think? Episode two was good. I thought, like I said, I thought that whole like encounter about where they were going to have the summer like trip was my highlight for this episode it was it was a really it was a really charming episode i think i um I, i'm wondering how long they're gonna go before they finally like pull the trigger on this thing but i mean i'm interested it's yeah i i really enjoy it's it it's really uh, cute how they do it it does it feel earned by the time we get oh there? yeah 100 percent. that's good um it's weird because halfway into everything that's happening you're like when did they lose the mental chest? Like, you just don't even realize it. Oh, because, like, they start dropping their guard and stuff? Yeah, there's a lot more like vulnerability being shown. Awesome. Before we move any forward with some more context, let's go through uh, some of the extra stuff with this anime, which are the opening and closing. <laughs> so let's start with the opening. Casey, what did you think of the opening song? The intro is, like, Reminds me of a very like typical sitcom song from the nineties, but with like a disco twist to it. I was gonna say, really, it's I got very I got 70s. hard Bond theme. Like it felt like a Bond song. To me, it's like seventies, maybe seventies sitcom is what I'm going for. I don't know, but like there's like it's a sitcom, but with like they have like a disco kind of twist in it to me, like a little. Yeah. Bit. Did you like it? Um. Yeah, I didn't think it was bad. I like not the best, not the worst, but I thought it was okay. Like that's yeah, I'm more, I, I enjoyed mm-hmm. it. I like the visuals of it more than I like the sound of it, but like I definitely don't mind it, and I agree with PJ. It is very Bond because it's very supposed. It's supposed to be very like spy versus spy, like but love. Yeah, right. This means uh, war. That, the anime, <laughs> exactly. Uh, that opening is "Love Dramatic" by Masayuki Suzuki, featuring Rika Ihara. Uh, what did you think of the closing song? The closing song was good. Um, I. The first time I heard it, I was like, mm. and then the second time I had I heard it, I was like, okay, all right, all right, all right, I see you, I'm here I for it. I think that that beginning like like eight seconds is a little like, oh, what is this? But then it kind of like drops the beat and like gets a lot better in my opinion. And it's yeah, so World War One with like all the imagery and like the blimps and the fighter planes. It's very mm-hmm. like out of nowhere, but I love it. It's so cute. Yeah, it's pre- it's pretty good though. Like I said, not the best, not the worst. It's good though. Yeah, I'm, this, I'm more a, this was a very good uh, anime for like you know we have a lot of animes that have like amazing intros and terrible outros or amazing outros and terrible intros, but this one is like yeah, they're both good. Like neither is like rocking my world, but like I don't hate them at all. So that closing song is "Sentimental Crisis" by Halsa or Halka. I'm not positive. Um, so let's get to everyone's second favorite podcast segment, uh, which we do not have a, a name for. So I always go with the very bulky name of what modern artists or contemporary artists would do a good job with these anime openings and closings. So let's start with that opening. Uh, Casey, who do you think would do a good job? Oh, for the opening, I thought Don Henley from the Eagles would do a great job. It sounded Ooh, like eighties oh. Don Henley to me. Like he would do like it's like he would do a great song. Like I just thought of like Boys of Summer. Don Henley, I don't know, like, it just came to me that that, that would be a good one. I would have never picked it, but I, I see where you're going with it. Mm-hmm. Skylar, what about you? I chose um, Santana, specifically the sound from Black Magic Woman. See, Santana's an interesting choice considering uh, he doesn't really usually have that many vocals. Yeah, I understand, but I think his voice really hits kind of in that register a bit. No, I, to- I totally hear where you're going from. I just thought it was an interesting choice. I agree. Uh, I went with Tom Jones. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I can It's see not that. unusual. It's not unusual. It's not. I felt like the singer's voice was in a very Tom Jones range, mm. and it's a type of song Tom Jones would have released. Right. Mm. We all chose um kind of like legendary legacy artists. That's very interesting. 
One hundred percent. Because you know what, you're right. It's in that classic era. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, what about the closing song, "Sentimental Crisis"? I chose. <laughs> I can't wait for this. Um, Demi Dark Dementia Lovato. <laughs> I okay. Rose. I was considering Demi Lovato as well. Yes. Uh, oh, you were considering. Who did you go with? So I went with Vanessa Carlton. I also went with Vanessa Carlton. <laughs> That doesn't take anything away from Casey's Skylar with her ha-ha. Because uh, I do think Demi Lovato would have done a good job with this. But I think there was something specifically about uh, the part where like the violin drops out and she starts singing again. That reminds me so much of that same exact uh, like movement in A Thousand Miles. See, I was going to say White Houses. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's that energy. Absolutely. I was Love thinking it. like, I almost went with Selena Gomez, like er, I'm thinking like early 2010s, like post Disney child star, like music. That's what I heard. I can like, see the that. Yeah, awesome. I love all of these artist choices a lot. So let's take a quick break, get you some additional context, Casey, and we'll be right back. Everyone, feel free to go ahead and watch that playlist with us. It is in the description of the podcast, and we'll see you in a moment. Stay tuned. <laughs> It can be hard to know what girls want. What are they thinking? How do they feel? What is it that they want from you as a man? Well, look no further for the answer because you have Miyuki's love advice. With Miyuki's patent pending process, you too could become a stud like Miyuki, the man who conquered Kaguya. Disclaimer, Miyuki may not have conquered Kaguya. Get such pieces of advice as the cabin down. It's like a cabadon, but way more down. And blatantly ignoring the things women say and replacing their reality with your own. It's not toxic in the slightest. There's no way this advice is coming from a 100% virgin. How would he be a virgin? Look at him, he's such a chad. So find Miyuki, class president in the school assembly hall, whenever you have time or a question, he will 100% get you laid. Just listen to this testimonial. Uh, yeah, he told me to do the cabin down and to do the replacing their reality with my own thing, and it totally worked. I have a girlfriend now. Everyone told me it wouldn't work, but it did. There you go, a satisfied customer. So you, too, could become the man of every woman's dreams when you take Miyuki's love advice. Konnichiwa, my fellow weebs. PJ here, thanking you as always for listening to our podcast. We hope you're enjoying this episode. It was honestly such a blast to record, and I really hope it shines through. Be here for even more of that fun by keeping up with us on social media. Follow us on Facebook by searching for at Kawaii There, you can also find the official Kawaii Disappointment group, where you can interact with us as well as other fans of the podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Kawaii Follow us on TikTok at Kawaii Disappointment.podcast, and subscribe to our YouTube by searching for Kawaii Disappointment. Or go to our website, kawaii-disappointment.pinecast.co, and links to those socials as well as all of our episodes. Spread the word about us, and if you feel so inclined, leave a review on iTunes. It really does help. A note from the episode, later on after this break, we have a little bit of a conversation about a potential AMV contest. Details are still being worked out as to what exactly that would look like and what the prizes would be, but if you are an AMV creator that listens to us, or you know one that might enjoy our podcast, go ahead and let them know about us and tweet at us, uh, message us on Facebook, put something in the group if you would be interested in joining this competition. If we get enough traction, we'll totally run this, we'll find a prize that's worth it, and uh, we would be excited to do it. So let us know. Next week, we are having Casey fly high as we take it to the net with a volleyball anime, Haikyuu. And that's not all. Don't forget, this Thursday, New Year's Eve, we are having our first annual award show, The Kawaii's. We hope you'll join us. Now, back to the podcast. All right, we're back in case he has some more context, some more ideas. Casey, what do you think? I think it's really good. Um, I was wondering how they're going to stretch this out uh, longer because I was thinking like, is this going to get old really quickly? But like from the clips I saw, it seems like the comedy involved in like the different situations have I could see how like they could stretch it much further. And so I think it's a really uh, cute anime. Yeah, I got the same vibe because I also was like, "Mm, how long can this bit last? But everything I saw, I was like, oh, I really enjoy this. (laughs) Right. Absolutely. It makes me laugh 
so hard. Yeah, almost every clip had me like laughing on the floor. Like it was so funny. Awesome. God, yeah. No, I really, really enjoyed pretty much everything we saw. Uh, Casey, through all those clips and through the episodes, did you end up with a favorite character? Uh, Kaguya is the one I liked the most. I figured you usually tend to gravitate towards like the strong female character. I feel like a strong female character, Very PJ. True. <laughs> um, no, yeah. I mean, like I said, my I, th- I think I speak for a lot of queer men uh, specifically. Like when you know we're always drawn to uh, strong female characters, obviously because you know in our society femininity is so shamed, mm-hmm. you know, and so like to see any woman that like harnesses femininity as a strength that that is what draws us in because that's. You know, taking our weakness and making it a strength, if that makes sense. That's very beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. That's why I love, I love that's it. why I love like female wrestlers, Xena, uh, Buffy, you know, charmed, like all- queer like a lot of queer icons on yeah. that list. Yeah, that's why I think it's a queer man thing. I think that's the like like some people will say like, oh, gay guys just like the underdog. It's like, no, we don't just like the underdog. We need it to be represent us, which is why strong female characters always resonate so strongly, I feel like, with us mm-hmm. because of harnessing femininity. And well written ones at that. Yeah. Uh, Skylar. Oh, for my favorite character. Yeah. Um, I just love Chica. Like, she's my favorite. She's got uh, hard you energy. Yeah, <laughs> hard, hard you energy. <laughs> I think I could relate to her for reasons. Um, she uh, just who's to know what reasons? <laughs> she just makes me smile. She's so funny. Um, I showed you guys like the volleyball scene. Oh, God, God, that's so funny. I was screaming <laughs> I was laughing at that scene. Oh, my God. So funny. <laughs> uh, she just makes me laugh. And I love that she's just like this wrench that like is just utilized all the time to it's great i just love her she makes me so happy normally in most animes i would love chica too she'd be my favorite she's like my second favorite because you know i always pick the like supportive best friend character yes but for some reason i love ishigami so god dang much (laughs) Uh, i love how he just can't say the right thing ever and he's just always just putting his foot in his mouth. I could just relate to it so much. But also, like, he doesn't, he says pretty inappropriate things. He does. But you know what? It's, I don't know. There's something about that emo boy that just warms my heart. I love it. Oh, God. Love it, love it, love it. Well, with all of that, Casey, America's dying to know, uh, and any other countries that listen to us, we're an international hit in my heart. <laughs> We're big. We're big in uh, Latvia right now. The world is dying to know, especially the Latvians. Will you continue watching this anime? I think they have done a very original spin on romance and especially in animes. So that part is really good. And the comedy is so enjoyable. I am a little concerned about like, am I going to get tired of waiting for this to happen? And But Skylar has assured me. And with the clips, I'd say too, like that it is going to be deserved when whatever happens, happens. Um, so I will continue listening. I'm a, I'm on. It's a love small it. yes. It's a small yes, but it's a yes. Yay! Yay! Awesome! I love that. I'm super excited to hear that. You do have to have the right mentality for this anime. I will say, like for what, sure, like me who traditionally likes shonen animes. You know, I like a lot of high stakes, other stuff. Obviously, well, you know, what? I think that's what I love about this is it takes such a mundane topic and makes it high stakes. Yeah right absolutely and that adds to the comedy and so like like i said initially i was like i'm not i don't think so but like as it went on i was like okay all right the comedy is there for me to um like Mm -hmm. loosen me up and make me get invested with the characters love it love to hear it love to see it well we have uh your thoughts we have your favorite character we have if you're going to keep watching it so that means it's time for my favorite part of the podcast it's time for is there an envy for that Is there an AMV for that? All right, so three points as always. You're going to give us an artist and a song, and we're going to compare it to the anime. One point for each category. Casey, hit us with that song and artist. I had a completely different song on my mind, and then I just thought about it more. I'm like, nope, it's obvious. The song it has to be is Love is a Battlefield by Pat Benatar. I went to a different song. I want to interrupt. And normally we just move forward from here, but I also haven't seen this anime. I thought Casey and I were going to have the exact same song and we don't. I think what was your, I'm excited to hear yours because I bet yours is what I was originally going to say. Battlefield by Leona Lewis. Oh, oh no. I went with a different one. What'd you go with Which Skylar? Which is 
one way or another. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I was just shocked because Casey and I were like adjacent to each other because both songs about love being a battlefield. <laughs> you know what's funny? The original song I was going to go for <laughs> was How to Be a Heartbreaker by Marine and the Diamonds. That's so I wasn't Which even Which I like... feel like would have gone more into Skylar's realm, too. Right. True. Um, wow, so we are breaking format quite a bit here, but I would, Skylar, if you want to do the research to see uh, who gets points so, and who doesn't. Unfortunately, Battlefield is one, but I cannot find one for Love is a Battlefield. Are you sure? Like, there has to be. I'm shocked. But you know what? Something we've clearly seen, AMVs rarely go past, so- like, with songs earlier than the 90s. That's true. It might be too old. These youngsters mm. don't understand. Hey, hey, AMV makers out there, thank you for giving me the win with Battlefield. But go ahead hey. and make an AMV to love as a battlefield, please. Right? You know what? This TikTok this week for this anime, I'll put love as a battlefield, okay, Case? Hey, that means it makes we're going to make it a thing. <laughs> but, I mean, because I have also not seen this anime, that does still make it a three-pointer, even though Casey was robbed. Uh, unfortunately but Skylar is gonna make that right for us for America for Latvia for Latvia you're out there all right time for the super secret not so secret bonus point is there an AMV for Kaguya Sama Love is War Bring Me to Life by Evanescence I don't see one (gasps) gasp she doesn't Jojo see one (laughs) There's one for uh, Apologize. Too Weird. Wow, I know. I'm, I was like, that I mean, makes less sense. Like the like grimness of like the dramatic scenes. I f- thought it would be there. But uh, you know what? It's not shocking that it doesn't exist. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Well, what a round. That is a three-pointer, unfortunately, not a four-pointer, but it is a secret point. So even though it counts the most in my heart, it technically just counts the most the same as the rest of them. Maybe one day this, these will all make sense according to my philosophies. You know, you need to start like an anime cult, like an AMV cult. One cult at a time. I will definitely start that cult. <laughs> and you need to convert the AMV community to make the type of AMVs that you think it should make. I need to bring internet culture with anime culture. I need to bring it together because I feel like there's that separation like we talked about earlier. Yeah. See, what I'm hoping for is we get a large enough audience for our podcast one day and they just want to make AMVs. uh, AMVs. Like as soon as we announce which episode we're doing for the next week, we just were flooded with AMVs of that anime. Hey, you know what? If any of you want to do that, I welcome it currently. Don't wait until there's more of a following. Just do it now. Y'all, I will 100% do an AMV contest for the podcast for you guys. Detailed judging. Like, same as like Comic Con, Anime Expo. Comment below if you think you would want to join. And we'll, if enough people show interest, we'll come up with a prize that'll make it worth it. Ooh, it'll be such a good prize. But with that potential uh, contest looming in the future and everything we've seen and this three points, that's all we have for you guys this week. Uh, we hope you had a good time. We hope you had a dramatic time. We hope you had a sundere time, a yandere time, uh, all of the dere time. But until <laughs> next time, I've been PJ. I've been Skylar. And I've been a rich girl. And it's gone too far. And now you know this podcast should end someday. Casey. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye. Sagoy. Ooh, Sagoy. Super Sagoy. Double plus Sagoy. 1984 reference.